Welcome to the Audit Room, the number one podcast where you can share your audit experiences, ask questions, and get expert coaching and feedback. Episodes are recorded live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Time. That's 11 a.m. Chicago Time, 12 noon New York, and 6 p.m. Berlin. So be sure to check the show notes to join our next meeting and get all your auditing questions answered. Now, here are our hosts, Trent Russell and Tracy Marquardt. This podcast is brought to you by Green Skies Analytics, the services firm that helps auditors leapfrog up the analytics maturity model. Their approach for launching audit analytics programs with a series of proven quick win analytics will guarantee the results worthy of the analytics hype. Whether your audit team needs a data strategy, methodology, governance, literacy, or anything else related to audit and analytics, visit greenskiesanalytics.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Quality Assurance Communication. If you're an internal auditor who wants to take your own or your team's communication skills and audit results to the next level, who wants to create more for yourself, your team, and your organization, no matter where you work around the globe, then check out Quality Assurance Communication at qacommunication.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the audit room on Zoom. We are live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. That's 11 a.m. Chicago time. I'm your co-host and moderator, Trent Russell, um, founder of Green Skies Analytics, with the go-to place for all things internal audit analytics. Whether you're starting from the very beginning or you have a mature process, we can find some way to help you out where it's needed. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Tracy Marquardt. I am Tracy Marquardt, known as Europe's leading audit communication consultant, but of course, working globally, we are in a virtual world still right now, um, which is a wonderful thing. So I'm your go-to resource for everything audit communication, from audit report writing to influencing without authority to presenting audit results to clients. There's a few more thrown in there. I'm also uh, responsible and partnered with the ARC Institute for Gamified Training in Canada. So if you haven't uh, heard about that, reach out and I'll tell you more. And we're super excited today because we have Stephen Vigil with us. And Stephen and I have known each other for, I guess, a few years now on LinkedIn. We kind of connected through likes and comments, had a couple of meetings, and I know you've met with Trent in the past, and you've been, you know, working in your own business as a subject matter expert these days. So I'd love for you to introduce yourself. My name is Stephen Vigil, and it's a pleasure to be on this podcast today. And I am in the business of being a subject matter expert. I have a data analytics background as well, including text mining. That's our subject matter today. And I'm really excited to be here to share my knowledge with you and the rest of the audit community. Super. Yeah, and to say, we, Stephen and I have talked mm-hmm. a few times. I don't know. It seemed like about every six weeks, we have a, about an hour long call. And it's basically Stephen going, hey, look at this cool thing that I built. Let me show it to you. <laughs> And so I, I, I've learned a ton uh, from Stephen. For those that are interested, especially even after the call, uh, Stephen was on the audit podcast. I can't recall your, your episode number off the top of my head, Stephen, but we kind of did it a little different where we did the audio, we recorded the audio. And then because Stephen had built these dashboards relative to uh, some text analysis, uh, similar to the things we're going to talk about today, um, we recorded that video and posted it on YouTube and I think it was like 15 maybe ish minutes, but, um, it, it was really helpful to be able to see what Steven had built and what he was talking about. So if text analytics sentiment analysis is, is kind of up your alley, especially after this conversation, um, I would highly recommend that as a resource for those that don't know, um, Steven, why don't you just 
to kind of kick it off, what is text analytics? Help us understand that. Cause I think a lot of us, it's kind of hard to, it seems like the folks that I talk to, to wrap our heads around analytics in general. And that's usually just when we're looking at transactions and numbers and things like that, where you would typically do analytics, but I know your, your SME expertise is in the text analytics field. So what is text analytics for those that don't know? Well, thank you for the question, Trent. I want to say text analytics is a branch of data analytics that focuses on words. So just think of the words and we'll get into the conversation a little further, but it's tapping into the unstructured data to bring out things of value. It could be sentiments. It could be word prayers or also known as n-grams. It can also be relevant words. And with the power of R or other types of technology like Python, you're able to tap into that information and gain insights into the unstructured data that isn't necessarily available through other technologies. So to sum it up, that's basically what it is. Yeah. And you mentioned R and Python. So for those that don't know, those are analytics tools. They are, um, they're both free. Uh, they're both the most popular analytics tools in the world. Uh, typically the cheaper the tool, the harder it is to learn. And so these being free for most people, they're the hardest ones to learn. It's basically programming mm -hmm. languages. So I uh, did want to point that out for those that, that might not be familiar with R or Python as um, analytics tools. You mentioned, can I, um, can I, go ahead. Tracy. Sorry, can I just, yeah, because I think you're going to talk about unstructured data and you had said sentiments and, and this is really out of my wheelhouse. So maybe you can just explain that for beginners like me. Oh, with pleasure. What sentiment analysis is about is it's taking the information. So roughly you're looking at a sketch of what you're trying to, to get out of the, the articles or the books or whatever it is that comes in a text format. And what you're looking is you have a list of words, right? It's called a lexicon. And what you're taking there through something like R or Python, and you're comparing those words to what is actually in the text to match them up. And given the lexicon, each is broken down into different categories. Your highest levels might be positive and negative. You might have something like uncertainty, and it gives you the flavor of what the, the sentiment is behind it or the emotion or the feeling behind mm -hmm. that. And, and that's in a nutshell, what sentiment analysis is. So I, I think I hijacked your question, Trent, but I find that really, really interesting that you can look at emotion and feeling in text through data analytics. I mean, how wild is that? Yeah, and I think the, the example that is most common, and Stephen, you can kind of walk us through it, is with Twitter. And so if you're an organization and you have like a marketing campaign or something, and you can, correct me if I'm wrong, Stephen, you can basically analyze the replies to that tweet and then go effectively, you can say, yep, this worked, this was a good tweet <laughs> or this is a bad tweet or this is how it impacted the marketing plan. Is that right? Yeah, yes, it is, Trent. That's a very valuable uh, use of text mining, specifically sentiment analysis. And I wanna say that that is a way to gauge your reputation out there. And like you said, getting a good good feedback through the post and whatnot that tells you that it is something of value and marketing is a 
place where you do see text mining used heavily. And you mentioned structured and unstructured data. What are the differences between those two? Okay, so when you think of structured data, you want to think of something like a spreadsheet where it has, it's really organized. It comes in rows and columns, just like you visualize a spreadsheet. On the other hand, unstructured data is unorganized. It comes in a paragraph form. If you can pick, just picture your typical news article, right? All these paragraphs where it's not necessarily set in those nice, neat rows and columns of, of data like you would in a spreadsheet or in a database. And that's basically the difference between the two. And so within text analysis and sentiment analysis, I think we had kind of had the back background on what that exactly is, but how can we apply it relative to internal audit and maybe even monitoring for emerging risks or something to that effect? Well, that's a really good question too, Trent. And how you can apply that is you, you're looking at this is, we're going to get into this conversation a little bit further down, I believe, but uh, just as a highlight, really what you're looking at as a tool to supplement what you already got in there to like regression and other extracts like SQL or ACL or IDEA. Now what this does is it complements what your arsenal in the data analytics space by tapping into the unstructured information to give you insight. That's like if you're using sentiment analysis, you're looking at matching up the words that may tie to risk, right? Like uncertainty in that that bucket or that emotion. And it's giving you like highlights as to what is being said out there about your organization. And by looking at this, you can look at the reputation of your organization, how, how something is said and how that impacts your, your organization. Just even getting back to the marketing space, right? You know, you're, you're saying this, you're sending a message out there, what impact does it have on your audience? And the reaction to that is what you're finding out with the text mining. And you have other areas like the, the word pairs that come into play also, where you can see how, how they're matching up and it gives you a better idea of how things are really shaking out in the text data. You can also do searches on relevant words and the ranking of these words to give you key information one example is like with SEO, that is a, a really valuable area where you, you have a flavor of words, right? And you're using this text mining and you're looking at what other entities might be doing and you're seeing what's driving their marketing campaign. Then you can take that, their success of what those words are and tie those into the keywords, for example, on an SEO. And so you're coming up on people's searches more often so the, the list can go on and on, but getting back to the internal audit space, it, it's all about knowing what's important with the business objective and mission of the organization. And that said, you, you know how your organization is really being impacted when you size up the what's, what's uh, shaking out with the sentiment analysis with these categories to identify risks that are out there in text. And how you bring that in is you have this extra information to bring that into the rest of your data analytics to give you a more holistic or balanced approach to looking at this for audit planning. 
Um, can I can I ask a question? I'm while I'm listening, I'm thinking, um, is this like picture perfect match made for like culture audits? I would say so, because you know, when when you're looking at the messaging and everything, not not just external data, what you see on the internet, but even internally with the the wealth yeah. of information that you have in there, how you're conveying messages you know, your your policies and your procedures and you're sizing up hidden risks in there and in that. So yes, it, it really can tie into there and give a, a give you feedback as to what you're really saying about the culture of your organization and is it in alignment with what the intended goals are. So yes. Right. You know, is there gender bias or any biases and all those kinds of things might might come out if you're looking through that kind of data. That's very interesting. There was a it was post the bomb dropping, but and I I can't remember which which one it was. It might have been Enron, but they had analyze the emails and instant messages of the folks at Enron and you could see, oh, and they did it over time. And they, I think it was just positive and negative uh, sentiment, Stephen. And you might've seen this too. Um, and you could see that it was positive, 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 you know, and then, you know, a little bit of a dip up and down. And then, I don't know, a couple months before the bomb drop, like the negative sentiment within the company overall, just like tanked. And so you could see, that where they were going. And then there's like, Oh yeah, we've been, you know, kind of committing fraud this whole time. And so that was really interesting. It would be cool to be able to do that in real time. And I know there's some, some organizations that are, that are trying to do that, but there's a litany of problems with privacy and all that kind of good stuff. But um, it was a really interesting uh, use case. Uh, Steven, there's two things that you said before we kind of move on. Uh, you talked about word pairs. So I want you to kind of go into that a little bit. And then you also mentioned SEO and so for those that aren't involved with marketing, um, what help us understand what SEO is and how that relates to text mining. Okay. Or, or text so word pairs. Okay. W word pairs are basically when you're looking through, through the actual text, you're looking to see how, what words are coming together. It really follow in sequence so you can get a better understanding of what the message is that's being conveyed, especially with sentiments. Let's look at, for example, if, if you have something that's a positive sentiment and you have a, a, a negation word like not, you would say that that's really an offset to it. So, so something like that, word pairs come in handy in that, a situation like that. Now, SEO search engine, and what that is, is people will keep, type in keywords, right? When they're searching for something and it's, it's getting the listings of whatever you're looking for on there. So having, having that information and knowing, knowing those relevant words, you know, getting back to these, the text mining and structuring the information. So when people search for your business, for example, it, it'll come up higher on the list than before and you're getting noticed and you're getting more hits to your website potentially. So that, that's what the, the suggested uh, or, or the, the intention is here with that example. And that's, that's usually why you'll find nowadays the best stuff that you're looking for relative to like information on a topic usually is not the first link on Google because they have pumped in, depending on the terms anyway, the search terms, 
potentially millions of dollars into when somebody Googles these two or three words or whatever, we want to make sure we're at top. So we're going to pump in a lot of this SEO stuff into the blog post so that it comes up. So there's maybe there's not really a ton of value in there. Like I'll, I'll usually go to like page four and five of Google, which I uh, used to not have to do, but um, I'll, I'll do that now. Cause that's usually where the answer is. It's the, you know, it's the person um, that spent, all day writing that article without SEO in mind. Um, and they are an expert in that area and that's why they put it out there. So just a little, uh, <laughs> a tip if you're having trouble Googling things recently. Wow. Thanks for that tidbit. Yeah. Um, so what, uh, strategic text mining approach would you use to assess risk? Okay. So getting getting back to the mission and the business objectives of the organization, what you want to do is define the problem. You want to come up with a problem statement that sets specific goals. Then you want to identify the unstructured data you want to collect. Once you go from there, you want to organize the unstructured data, which is taking it programmatically from that paragraph form, so to speak, and bringing it in into that column format, turning it into a structured format so that it can be analyzed. And then from there, uh, you're looking at this is use sentiment analysis for this example. Okay. From there, you're speaking in structured query language terminologies. It's basically an inner join where you're doing the direct matches or exact matches uh, with the words to match up and see what shakes out in the, the different categories or flavors of, of the sentiments. And then from there, you're once you have this key information extracted, you're honing in on what is the the message here and saying that. Now, I want to mention that there is a package in R called Sentiment R. And what that creator of that package did was they set the information to where it would shake out and, and get these unbalanced uh, sentiments out of the picture and basically provide you the truest form of the sentiment there. And what I mean by that, let's look at like amplifiers, like very, right, or not. It's it's taking those out and giving it a, a, a balanced picture instead of doing, it's like the other way to do it, which is more labor intensive is to use the word pairs or the engrams and go through that yourself. And you have this customization of these lexicons of specific words and you're doing those matches and you're having to go and extract that information and, and disregard it if it's skewing the, the sentiment in there. So, okay, getting back on track to what you're analyzing the information. Once you have all of that, you're, you're looking like, like you brought up with the Enron case. One good example is to look at it over time. Okay, then the next step is to look at the specific words that are driving that sentiment over time. Those, those are two useful ways of looking at this information. Now, tying it back to the business objectives of the organization and that mission, you're looking at like, okay, well, how is this potentially impacting the organization? What adjustments can we make in our audit plan so that we can be more agile, so to speak, and be more responsive to management's concerns? So that, that's really getting back to this whole strategic approach is to give you a more flavor and make your planning more robust and giving you 
putting you in a position to be more responsive and with the end goal being that trusted advisor that they're looking for. Tracy, this is uh this one's for you. Steven and I talked at one point, we had looked, I had this brilliant, <clears throat> I'm putting that in air quotes, idea yeah. of analyzing. laughing already internally. <laughs> of analyzing these audit reports. And so there is these, this uh, internal audit team, they've got like four teams within that one team based on the region they're in. So their mm -hmm. audit reports are uh, all different. You know, uh, it's not the same person writing, you know, it's a lot of different people writing a lot of different inconsistencies. Yeah. Yeah. And so what I was curious about was, Hey, what if we pump this through like a cinema analysis and, and said, and could narrow down and say, Hey, the reports coming from the team in the East have a negative sentiment to it. They are good candidates maybe for training or to reevaluate their writing process. And so we did that. And the results were basically everything was negative because the nature of the audit report is you did not do this right. You need to do this better, you know? And so they all kind of had this natural um, negative sentiment to them. And so Stephen, this is what, and this is where the idea of like, or where the concept of context really hit home after I did that. And I think that's what you were talking about when you were talking about the manual way of going through and even looking at uh, word pairs and manually cleaning those up. Is that how you add the context of the text to doing something like a sentiment analysis? Okay, to answer that question, I would say yes. You're, you're looking at the information and you're, you're, you wanna get that truest picture possible of this. And, and so you're looking at these words that either are gonna overextend it or, or swing it the other way where it's potentially skewing the information. And, and that said, you're, you're, you're getting at these, these words that are basically by themselves for is before that, that preceding word, you know, is really the driver of whether it's, it's going to be in its truest form or not. And, and so to answer your question, yes, that, that, that is what you would want to do. And I know you've hit it on it. Go ahead, Tracy. Sorry, I would just, I find it fascinating. I would love to see the results of what you did, Trent, and and apply what, what I know about audit reports over top because I've seen thousands and thousands and thousands. And I, you know, I, I work with companies every quarter and, and review, you know, five, six or eight of their audit reports every quarter and feedback to them and, you know, do different layers of analysis up the chain on that kind of thing from detailed with the team who wrote to high level for the, for the CAE. And, so it would be interesting to see if your analysis kind of supports what I see or if, if the human factor adds an element that the data analysis doesn't. Yeah, let's do it. So we're running up against the clock. Um, and Stephen, you've hit on it a little bit already, but why would we do this? Like, why would we do this to assess our organization's risks? I, I say this is an opportunity to expand your horizons and tap into information that is growing and growing and growing. To, to, to put it, the, the explosion of the unstructured data is, is really immense. That said, you're, by not looking at this and, and expanding into this area, you're potentially missing out on areas of information that could be vital to your organization. 
And again, getting back to this, it doesn't mean that we dismiss the traditional stuff and it, those things. Those are great in their, their place. The intention is to bring this into place where you have a more holistic view better than ever to be there as that trusted advisor for the organization and bring that value that they're looking for to keep your relevance with management for your given organization. And if I can try to, you know, kind of build on what Stephen said, and I, I, you're talking about adding value and I see the smile it brings to your face. And I kind of have a personal question because we talked a week ago um, before I even knew you were coming on um, and um, we had a catch up call. And I'm just wondering, what is it about text mining and being an SME that is just floats your boat, right? Like what, what is it that, that you, you love about it so much? What I love about it so much is this, it's just the opportunity to, you, you have a unique skill set here and it's something where you have that knowledge to tap into information, to get insights about stuff you I want to say that the number one driver is just an intellectual sense of curiosity about what the the hidden messages are or something that you wouldn't necessarily think about that these various aspects of text mining can bring you. And and so to answer your question, it's just a combination of just that curiosity, wanting to dig in there and find out what's really driving articles and what's really the, the message that it's conveying. And I think it's a beautiful tool to augment the human aspect of things. I, I can't say that I you don't want to get away from the human aspect. I think that is a necessary element. And I think the two working together are there to bring you the best value. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, it is. It's very interesting. Uh, some of the use cases out there. Uh, for those that are interested, I, I think if you Google like, you might have to go to the fifth page now, but if you do... It was like SEC um, um, auto report text analytics or something like that. But they're scanning the auto reports and looking for particular keywords and uh, bigrams and trigrams uh, to, and then comparing those to historical reports that were that were, where fraud was found and going, look, this one kind of matches this one also. Let's take a deeper dive into this instead of like a random sample or something. So there's a lot of interesting use cases out there. I think it is it is very fascinating, Stephen. Thank you very much. Uh, we are up against well. the time. I will um, uh, throw myself out and then Tracy, I'll throw it to you and Stephen, if you have any closing words. I uh, just want to say thanks for everybody that joined us today very much. Uh, we, again, are live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. Um, that's 11 a.m. Chicago time. So uh, please connect with us on LinkedIn where you can get the link to the uh the live zoom call as well as know who our guest is going to be and please feel free jump in uh ask your questions in the chat or just kind of hang around tracy i'll throw it to you absolutely so i want to say thanks to stephen first and foremost for being on the call and sharing his expertise today um super valuable knowledge um to help me i know and some of our audience um you know get their knowledge level up on what this text mining really means and what it can actually bring to the business I did want to remind everyone that I am responsible for Serious Business Games partnership in Canada. And we have um, this week, you can, if you want to reach out to me on LinkedIn in a private message, I can get you the uh, license.
license. It's a one week license. There's no cost to you for the echo game, which is about coaching and being a trusted advisor. And uh, next week we've got another game available for you. So get echo. Now I played it last week and I loved it. That's free CPE there too, right? There are free CPEs. If you finish, if you complete the game. Yeah. So I think it's a, it's just a great opportunity to see what Gamify training is all about. And uh, my whole team did Echo last week. I did it. And um, I'm, you know, sharing some of those um, licenses that are available to, to see what everyone thinks. Cause man, I think it's awesome. So, and I'm looking forward. I, I, I personally get two licenses this month to do two different games and I'm really stoked. So we'll keep you posted on what that is. Sounds but please, great. Please reach out. Um, I'll send you a link and you register. And then on Friday this week, that's the last time they will be sending out the license for Echo this year as a freebie, Perfect. as a gift. Okay. Stephen, you right, have any so- closing words? Well, I, again, I just want to take this time to thank you guys for bringing me on and having this opportunity to talk about text mining. And I really appreciate the opportunity.